0: Welcome, 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 fair listener. We're back. This is the Lake Hooplands podcast hosted by Linesight 2020. I am Scott. I'm
1: Brendan. And there in the middle, the hot seat. Back again, Coach Duff.
0: Coach Joe Duffield is, of course, here. The Lake Hooplands podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Tritex Cabinets. Tritex, as we discussed in the last episode, one of the finest uh cabinet makers in texas now brendan are we going to expand this to the nation
1: do you want to t- let me n- let you know we're going to start over we don't have to start over do you just keep talking <laughs> you're going to edit that out no i'm
0: not you're going to keep talking go
1: i am have never been more into cabinets than i am during the <laughs> week of things
0: <laughs> cabinets are fantastic oh no that's a fantastic chart <laughs> going in yeah. the fantastic jar that's a double dip it is uh but tritex cabinets is of course uh owned and, and operated by our friend trey chapman who also coincidentally has a great car wash uh the lake highlands car wash right there at the corner of walnut hill and audelia we're going to shout out both tritex cabinets our presenting sponsor and the lake highlands car wash because that's what we do here we provide value
1: In the basement of chaos. In
0: the basement of chaos. Now, you were saying before, basements just don't have a great connotation, but this one does.
1: It does, because the content that's being produced here is of the highest quality, and... Much like Tritex (laughs) (laughs) cabinets, It's of the highest
0: quality. But most of the time, the connotation of a basement is uh, locked in a basement, found in a basement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. It's never anything good. Basement of Chaos even doesn't sound that great. But it's all predicated on the 3-2 or the 2-3 matchup zone chaos that I will be implementing in practice come the uh, week after Thanksgiving with my 4th grade WRE Bulls. That's great, man. <laughs>
2: Expecting big things from this defense in uh, SBA. Big, big
0: things. It is. You're going to have to come out and watch it because uh, I noticed you run a little matchup on myself. I was not, no, I might, I might be able to help. All right, let's get into it. Thank you very much, TriTex Cabinets. And what we're going to do in this episode is obviously uh, recap last week, which was very eventful, uh, including last night's game against Duncanville. We will preview Thanksgiving week. And the week after because folks we will be uh on again in two weeks uh instead of our one week uh for this particular episode. But this one was so important to us because of the games the last week. Brendan, why don't you lead us into uh Hillcrest?
1: Let's talk about that Hillcrest game with Coach Joe uh last Tuesday night. It was an eighty-one to forty-nine uh, dominant win to start uh, the home slate for the Wildcats. And it was pretty close, though. At, at the break, I thought Hillcrest came out and played pretty darn well in a situation where they were mostly overmatched. Um, you had some star power uh, in the building. Uh, three of the players um, have uh, a dad, uh, Z that played in the NBA, you're talking about uh, Mo Williams and Kurt Thomas, the fathers of um, Kurt Thomas, Jr., respectively, and uh, the two Williams brothers, uh, one of which uh, sustained the worst injury. This is Mikey Williams. The worst injury that I have seen to a wrist in any sport, certainly basketball, it was horrific. Um, we wish him the best. We understand he's doing well. Yes, uh, only
0: six weeks out. That's pretty amazing.
1: Uh, that was the that was what we heard. Yes, Coach? Yeah, I, I uh, really,
2: really hate to see that. Um, you know, Mikey is a really, really good young player, sophomore, uh, definitely one of the best guards um, in the state, super quick, athletic, really good ball handler, can shoot the ball. Uh, was shooting it with confidence on Tuesday night. Um and Coach Jones and Hillcrest, I mean, they're they're definitely an up up and coming program. They're very young. Um, I think they're going to be a team to watch in the next few years. Um, but they play really really hard, uh, especially on defense. They were they I think kind of their plan was to come out and try to be really physical with us. Um, and uh, I think our kids handled it well. Uh, we shot the ball pretty well. It was good to be back at home, just just playing in our home gym with the home crowd and. Um, yeah, I thought our kids did a really good job start to finish.
0: Brendan and I were, were at the game sitting behind a, a gentleman by the name of Jay Powell, who was apparently very plugged into the Texas basketball scene. And what he was saying about the Hillcrest team is they would be really dangerous in the 5A playoffs this year.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, hopefully Mikey Williams can get back healthy mm-hmm. um, maybe after Christmas and, uh, you know, rejoin the team. And I think if he does, they're definitely a team to watch in the 5A playoffs. Um you know, they have a good balance of, of, of guard play. And then um, the two brothers, uh, number 11 and number 23. Oh, they're uh, brothers. Yeah. Are, one's a sophomore and one's a junior. Um, wow. But they're both uh, very good. Uh, very both post big. Post players. Yeah, very very physical. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a chance.
1: So, let's talk about uh, the leading scorer of the game. Turns out to be none other than Trey Johnson. He has led the uh, stat sheet before in scoring, according to my notes. (laughs) A few times. Um, He did the 20-point finish on this game. Uh, And I think, how many of those were made from the free throw line? Because that's where 25, we, 25 points, 20 <laughs> points made from 25 free throws. Uh, Trey's stroke at the free throw line is should be replicated by every uh, youth basketball player, in my opinion. It's very, very smooth. Um, do you want to talk about uh, Trey's game, uh, especially getting to the line and how effective he is at that?
2: Sure. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned, his, his shot mechanics are really, really good. Um, yeah, that's a testament to the work that he and, and his father put in on on a daily basis in the gym. But, um, you yeah, know, it's a high release point, really good mechanics, good, good follow through and finish. And, um, you know, with, like I said earlier, they were trying to be really physical. I think he got smacked in the face, I don't know, four or five times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when people are going to pressure you and and do that, you know you've got to you got to be aggressive right back. And and uh, he did a good job of of doing that and attacking them and and getting to the line.
0: Um, yeah, and I think you know the what my comment to Brendan was that's the way you score twenty points in a high school game every time is you just get to the line a lot. And because it looked like he wasn't really in the offensive flow of the game, he was he was kind of pressing a little bit. And then he just has 20 points at the end of the night because he just really knows how to get to the free throw line. And then that showed in Duncanville as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he has a balanced game in that, you know, he can shoot from the perimeter. He has a great mid-range and pull-up game. And uh, over the, really the last two years, I think he's made huge improvements on, you know, playing with more physicality, using his size and length, and, and getting to the rim and finishing and, and getting to the to the paint and getting to the free throw line. And when you have that multi-level – ability to score the basketball and, and play good offense, you know, you, that's what happens. Um,
1: Let's talk about his teammate real quick, uh, Q. Q. As I like to call him, as the, as most of the student body does. You like to call him. <laughs> um, well, I didn't know if that was uh, something he liked to be called, but clearly uh, the fans enjoy calling him Q, so I'm going to call him Q.
0: And our last podcast player of the week, Marable Holmes player of the week.
1: That's right. He, uh, I think he gets the keys to the home uh, sometime late Thanksgiving holiday Th- That's night. right. That's <laughs> right. With the cabinets. So my observations on, on Quentin in this particular game is he has a seven-foot uh, vertical leap, <laughs> I think. I mean, he was jumping out of that gym. I I don't know how he's worked on getting – I mean, he's always been able to, to get up and elevate himself. But this particular game, it was like he was hawking down the ball, trying to make plays on defense, in addition to uh, his strong uh, offensive game at the rim. Um, he, of course, made that very challenging play on Mikey Williams that resulted in the wrist injury, but that was one of the better defensive plays I've seen uh, a kid make uh, certainly in an early season game. I mean, he just looks like he is almost in mid-season form.
2: Yeah, he, he, he uh, has a real knack for blocking shots. Um, you know, he had a chase down block, I think, in the, in the first half off the glass and um, had another great block on a three-point attempt right there in front of the stands. Um, and actually, last year, um, you know, as a junior, Quinn was our second leading uh, guy in block shots, and and from the guard position, you don't usually see that that much. But um, he has great timing. He's super quick and explosive, uh, long arms, and, and he's just really active. And uh, yeah, he, he was all over the court on Tuesday night, just making plays. Um, I think he might have had seven steals. Um, you know, those couple blocks, and and just just you know, doing all kinds of things to,
1: to help us get going. So I, I thought he had a great performance as well. Yeah, he was definitely the straw that stirred the drink on Tuesday night. Um, and speaking of the drink, uh, <laughs> I have got to celebrate very much with our friend Isaiah Tate. Was that one of the better uh, finishes to a game that you've experienced in a number of seasons, coach?
2: Yeah, it was really fun. So, you know, if you're not familiar with Isaiah, he's kind of a manager practice player for us. Uh, been in the program all four years, um, you know, is, is a really great kid and, and brings a lot to our group. And so, um, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of games where he's he's not really going to get to play. But uh, this was a, a chance when kind of we were up by a good margin there in the fourth quarter. And he, even the crowd in our student section is familiar with Isaiah. And, you know, our, our nickname for him is Mo Wo. And, and so they were chanting his name and the players were – kind of urging me to throw him in there. And, you know, I had one thing about Moe. he's an efficient scorer. I mean, <laughs> no less, doubt. Less than a minute of play, and he, he gets three points. Uh, but he's a, he's a really great kid and, and you know, comes in the gym every day with a smile and is happy to be a part of it. And um, that was definitely a really cool moment. Here,
0: here's the – so sitting next to, to Jeff Davis, who's Ethan uh, Davis's dad, and Ethan got in the game, and the crowd's going crazy. And and then Isaiah gets in the game And it was like two levels above So I leaned over to Jeff and said Hey, I think you got a fan favorite in your household And then I was like you're gonna have the second fan favorite in your household. I mean, they were going bananas.
1: Not only that, but his teammates, as as the game finished, it, it was took like him a fi- into,
0: took him to the concession stand. It
1: was a five minute delay to get in the handshake line. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't know, this makes me feel uncomfortable because they're not gonna be able to get back out there and shake hands. What a great uh, moment that was. I think uh,
0: it really shows a lot about the team's character and and family and something that you've been building uh, over time here.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I, I think our kids, uh family is our number one core value. It's something we talk about all the time. And you know, you're never gonna have a good uh team or organization if if you're not serious about, you know, celebrating other people's success. And uh, you know, we'll 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 point it out in film sessions. Uh, you know, when we see guys on the bench just really getting excited and giving great enthusiasm when another player does something great. Um, you know, and that, and that was a really fun moment um, for Isaiah to get in there and score that bucket and make his free throw, um, and, and you could see our kids genuinely really wanted to see him
0: succeed. Brendan was a big towel waver back in the day, I think.
1: Uh, I still am, Scott. <laughs> uh, you can do all those kinds of things in the basement of chaos. That's right. One thing before we move on to the Duncanville uh, showdown that took place last night, uh, one last um, takeaway from the Hillcrest game was – uh, as you mentioned earlier, things got a little bit physical with the Hillcrest team. Um, there was it was uh, kind of a showdown, so to speak, between number eleven on Hillcrest as well as uh, Cheedy. And um, so, what, what what sort of happened there? To the extent that you want to go and go into it, it wasn't a major deal or anything, but it's just uh, a component of uh, competitive high school basketball.
2: Yeah, I think things were just getting a little chippy. There was a little bit of pushing and shoving going on, and uh, there was a free throw situation. I couldn't really tell who was kind of pushing who or it looked like, um, you know, I definitely saw number 11 got his hands on Chitty, and Chitty kind of slapped his hands away and was just like, you know, kind of, hey, don't push me, and, um and the the refs kind of got both of them um, and then i
0: the the thing that made me take note was 11 just slapped him right in the middle of the chest like like it was loud <laughs> and i was like whoa what just happened
2: there yeah i mean it, it was an intense game physical game and and uh you know they're definitely you know competitors and and playing physical and and sometimes that stuff happens and uh glad both players stayed level headed and and nothing more serious happened
1: Well, that was a very impressive opening home win for the team that propelled them into last night's game that took place somewhere in southern Oklahoma. Um, God,
0: so far away.
1: I'm sorry, it was in Prosper. Um, But speaking of Oklahoma, I heard that uh, head UT basketball coach Chris Beard was uh, one of the attendees last night? He and had some he,
0: sweet burn orange, like suede shoes on. It was amazing. Did you try to take them from him? <laughs> I didn't. I told Knox to go try to take them
1: from him. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was in there? What other what other star uh, coaches or scouts uh, in the basketball community were were noticeable there last night?
2: Uh, yeah, really. For our game, I know, I know Coach Beard was there, along with uh, Coach Ter- Terry, his associate head coach down mm-hmm. there at, at Texas. Um, who are both great guys and great coaches. Shout out to those guys. Big win over Gonzaga the other night. They, oh, the Longhorns great. really, really good. Um, the mood. Yeah. And the, the new arena, I definitely think they have something going, but, um, you know, they, the huge commitment from Ronald Holland for them. So I know that's a big reason for them to be there. And, and then they've also done a great job, um, recruiting Trey Johnson and, um, you know, have a good relationship with him and the family. And they've been in our gym a lot. And, uh, you know, I know they were there, uh, I saw some of the TCU coaches, Kansas State coaches, um, you know, a, f- a few others, uh, but yeah, always great for, um, all of our kids to get to play in environments like the one last night on Saturday where, you know, you do have a lot of media and a lot of scouts and, and coaches and, you know, that's, that's what this is about trying to get
0: kids the opportunity to, to, uh, play at the next level. And it's always great. Like when you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but Jalen Washington had a fantastic game. And when you have guys like that that step up in big events with a lot of coaches there, they get a lot of eyeballs on them, and it's really nice having someone like Trey and Samson and and Ron Holland and the Duncanville team to sort of draw all these coaches in and get more opportunities for guys that you might not see on a you know on a tape or something like that. So really, really cool. You know, <laughs> I'll go back to when I was in high school. I had a practice, and we had a couple guys that were D1 prospects on our team. <laughs> I couldn't miss. I mean, I I could have thrown it in backwards. And the Rice coach is there, and he goes down and talks to our head coach, Jody Bass, and says, who's that, who's that kid that was making all those shots? And he's like, he doesn't make all those all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Coach Bass. Uh, but surprisingly small turnout, I thought, um, for the top two teams in the state to be playing. It was probably about. Half full, maybe. Uh, as I told my kids as we walked in, I said, "This is not going to be like a regular Lake Collins game. You're not going to be able to like just walk in and kind of. You were ready. <laughs> you could just walk in, sit wherever you wanted. But I think it's just because Prosper's really far away.
2: It is far for for definitely for, for Duncan Duncanville Bill, yeah. and and far for for us. But um, I will say this: I mean, the Lake Collins fans showed up big time. Um, and you know, shout out to all of the students that came out. Um, we had a great student section there behind the goal. Um, and they were, you know, giving great energy, and we really appreciate them making the trip. It was far. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping for maybe a little bit more, but, um, you know, it's still early in the season. It's, this was a, a very, very big matchup early in the season, you know, mm-hmm. three games in, and, um, you know, I definitely think there were a lot of basketball people there that, that wanted to see that, and, and I was really thankful for the people in our community that
0: made the trip up there. Here's what I want, fans. Listen closely. I know a lot of freshmen listen to this uh, podcast, and, and a lot of fan, uh, students, I think, do. I want you to get organized on your cheering. I want some actual chants, other than BS. BS is not a good chant. It doesn't look good to anyone, and it's a cuss word. And there's kids. We don't need any of that. We want good, funny chants. But you got to practice. Okay. There. This was this was evident in the Hillcrest game. Uh, the fan interaction was a little light for what I had hoped for at home. Got a lot better uh, in the Duncanville game, but this is what I want. I want you to get out there. I want you to practice these chants and get after it, okay? That's my note. Now, talking Thank about— you. Thank
1: you, Aggie Scott.
0: <laughs> no, we don't need <laughs> yeah, any, like, weird things. We just okay. good chants. Gotcha. All right, let's get into the game. Here's the first thing I noticed about Duncanville basketball. Man, they sub a lot. And I think this gets to the fact that they're very physical and they get after it man-to-man, full court, all the time, and they just rotate these guys in and out and in and out. Is it uh, awkward to have to defend when <laughs> there's so many different numbers that are hitting the floor?
2: Uh, I mean, they definitely have a distinct style of play and they're going to be really aggressive and physical and, and make you work for everything and uh, pick, you know, pick up 94 feet. And you know, for a lot of teams uh, – going up against that, there's a point where where a lot of teams will break, you know, and and have a couple turnovers, be fatigued, um, mentally lose focus. Um, And I I think early I don't think we responded to the physicality really well. Uh, I don't think we handled it as well as we could have. Um, I don't think we rebounded the ball as as well as we could have. Uh, But all in all, especially in the second half, I thought – we did a great job of matching that intensity and physicality, and and uh, you know battling through it, and 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 we definitely took better care of the ball and and uh, rebounded a little bit better, and and that's what made it a, a good game.
0: Yeah, so Lake Highlands goes down thirty to fourteen in the first half. Just couldn't really get anything going offensively, and to your point, I think that was probably the physicality, and and even some folks around us were, oh man, they look tired. They're they're not shooting with their legs and things like that. And I'll say it. I know you won't say it. The officiating was a bit one-sided. I'll say there was just a lot of grabbing. My comment was more more basketball, less hugging, um, and, and there was just arms around people and, and all sorts of stuff. And it took the team a minute to to get over that and uh, get back into what they do. You know what the what the Wildcats do. And I, as I said earlier, Jalen Washington was fantastic. He was the only person keeping us in the game uh, in the first half, I thought. He had some really big threes. He had some really big takes of the hoop. He was handling the ball uh, most of the game. Uh, Quentin Perkins gets into foul trouble early, and we didn't really see him uh, in the first half, and Jalen sort of had to make up for that by bringing up the ball a lot, which as a primary defender as well puts a lot of stress on on your body, and he was uh, absolutely great. Um, went into a little bit of a matchup zone, I saw there, uh, and Duncanville was lost for a few minutes in that. Um, they couldn't quite get what they were trying to do, and then they started overload, um, and then the second half happened. So what did you guys talk about at halftime in terms of adjustments that you wanted to make going into that second half?
2: Yeah, the big things for us going into the game were being good in transition defense, um, rebounding, um you know protecting the pain a little bit with some of their players and but but really you know transition defense and rebounding we knew were going to be huge and and then handling that physicality and at halftime it was you know mostly going back to those things um and then also we just felt like we needed to move the ball a little bit better um you know share it a little bit more and, and run some of our stuff a little bit better um and yeah the 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 officiating and foul trouble was was uh, was a challenge for us, uh, especially Quentin getting those three fouls. Um, you know, it kind of changed the way we had to play a little bit. Um, but you know, just so proud of our guys' fight and um, you know persistence through that, and and you know we didn't let the officiating uh, you know change our energy or, or change the way we played, and and the. What we did coming out in the second
1: half, I was really proud of. When you went into the locker room at half, coach, was it a a uh, atmosphere of "Wow, I can't believe they got they got out ahead of us and jumped on us quick like they did," or was it "Let's just keep doing what we're what we we know we're capable of doing," and everybody just sort of remains calm? What sort of um, what sort of atmosphere is that like?
2: Yeah, I think with this team, you know. We have a lot of experienced guys that have been in big games, big moments. Um, so I, I didn't sense any any sort of panic or any sort of you know real negative energy at half, where we're you know oh my gosh, we can't believe this is happening. It was it was more about okay, you know what do we need to do? Uh, you know how do we need to come out in the first two or three minutes of the third quarter and set the tone and mm-hmm. you know get get a couple stop score stops. Um, you know, get a couple kills, which we, we, we chart those. that's that's getting three stops in a row. Um, and you know so we were, we were focused on the things that we needed to do in, in the third quarter that were going to help get us back in the game. And uh, our kids our kids have been in these moments where we've been down and have come back and won uh, and so they know what what it takes.
0: And a 22 to nine run in the third quarter puts you only down three headed into the fourth, uh, and then the big man fouls out. Um, pretty early in the fourth quarter he uh, samson Alatan catches his uh, fifth foul um but but man i think you know trey got it going a little bit and the team never let up you know even with a pretty big hole in the middle uh with samson out you saw guys start taking a lot of charges you know not trying to block shots not getting into foul trouble really just stepping in front of you know folks i mean the, the times I counted Duncanville just putting their head down and head into the basket was quite numerable. Uh, and so they, they showed a lot of, of heart in taking those charges. It takes a, it takes a man to you know, get in front of some of those guys that are running right at you. And I, don't, I didn't see any fatigue uh, at the end of the game. And so I think that, that's a, a testament to the, to the conditioning that you guys go through. Couldn't quite pull it out, though. Um, you know, how was the team feeling uh, after the game? I
2: mean our kids are are really competitive. We were we knew that was going to be a big game. Um you know all the implications with with you know who they are and what they've done over the last 3 years being state champions and you know that's that's what we want. That's where we want to get to and so um obviously our guys are are not happy. Um you know and and for for us All these big games preseason are to prepare you for February and March. Mm -hmm. You know, these games are to prepare you for uh, hopefully trying to win a district championship, hopefully trying to make a state championship run. And so um, in all of these experiences, win or lose, we're looking at what we can take away, what we can learn from it, how we can be better. And there were a lot of areas last night where, you know, if we do these couple things here and there a little bit better that I know we're capable of doing, um, then we win the game and uh and we're gonna have some matchups here in the next two or three weeks with some other really good national teams. Um, where it's we're gonna be put in that same situation again to to make those plays um, and, and and that's what it's all about. you know, we're gonna go back to work Monday and fix some of those things and and work on how we can be better. and then hopefully um, you know Tuesday, we go back to prosper and and we're better. Um, Saturday when we play in the Thanksgiving hoop fest, we're better.
0: Here's the thing I'm sad about. I wish they could play again. Like, I think that that to me was the one thing where Duncanville winning gives them an out, right? If if Lake Highlands goes on and wins a state title... Duncanville says, well, we beat them. So, no big deal. We would have won again. Uh, I, I really wish
1: that uh, we could play them again. I'm probably not going to have any conversations with any of the Duncanville people. So, I think we're good there. Nope. I don't think many conversations are going to be had. If you win a state championship, you've earned a state championship.
0: You're not going to talk to Chris Hauser anymore? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My my last few takeaways here uh, from, the, from Duncanville's team and, and – Ron Holland looked totally disinterested to be there to me. Uh, He is a fantastic player. He's real tall, and he can handle it, Um, but he didn't look like he was having a good time. Uh, I'll tell you who was interested, K.J. Lewis. Holy moly. Uh, It said he got the co-player of the game with 18 points and 14 rebounds. I actually had him down for 70 rebounds. That's a lot. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that guy was a beast on the boards. Arizona got themselves a really, really good player. Um, any other takeaways from you, Coach Joe, around the Duncanville game?
2: No, they're, they're, uh, they're a special program and team. Uh, Ronald Holland is, is a very, very good player. He's a winner. He's got a motor. Um, he's relentless on the boards. He's relentless um, attacking the rim. Um, you know, He's going to be very good for the, for the Texas Longhorns and beyond. Um, and KJ did play great last night. He, uh, he, he was physical, rebounded well. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, it is going to be really good for us, uh, playing games like this. And, uh, I, I was proud of how our guys kind of executed our scout and how we defended them a lot of times. You know, I think you're talking about Ronald, not really looking that good. I think, I think we did some things that slowed him down or at least took him away from, from some of the things that he likes to do, um. But and then, and then our kids did match the physicality in the second half, and I think that's where, you know, we just have to learn to come out and, and play the entire game like that and be more aggressive. And, and, and if we do that, um, you know, I wish there would be a round. Man, I know we played in the summer. I didn't really count, and this might have been round one or two. But, man, I, I'd love a third, third game with them as well because, you know, any time you can play the best teams in the state and the nation, it's, it's, uh, it's going to make you better and, and, and it's
0: fun. You make a great point about physicality. It's, you know, I think when these teams play that physical, they are surprised when teams are physical back. And so that becomes a real key uh, to the game. So let's get back to the Lake Highlands players and let's get to our Marable Custom Homes Player of the Week Award. A very eventful week. Uh, Lots of uh, options here, but we will leave it up to Coach Joe to give us the decision. Yeah,
2: we're going to. Excuse me. We're going to go with uh, point guard Jalen Washington. I just think his uh, consistency and, and effort, especially last night, um, you know, really, really kept us in it, gave us a chance to take the lead. And, um, you know, he's just, he's really what you want in a point guard. hes He's got great character. He's got great leadership, energy, handles the ball incredibly well, plays great defense, gets people involved. And, I think last night you really got to see that against a, a really good team. Um, so Jalen Washington would be my pick.
0: So Jalen Washington, the Marable Custom Homes player of the week. Marable Custom Homes, of course, a great home builder here in Lake Highlands. Uh, they do things in HP. They do things in Preston Hollow. They do things, as, as Brendan mentioned, his second home is likely going to be built by Marable Homes. Moving on up to Lake
1: Tahoe. We'll <laughs> Ooh, just put, whoa. put him up there. That's right. Okay,
0: So we're going uh, nationwide with Marable Homes. But thank you to Marable Holmes for sponsoring our Player of the Week. And congratulations, of course, to Jalen Washington as that Marable Homes Player of the Week. Now, full court press with Coach Joe. As mentioned before, all of these will be Thanksgiving-related. Okay, Loving it. So loving let's it. keep Favorite it in the holiday. Thanksgiving
1: family. This week we give thanks. All right, Coach thank Joe. you, Brendan. What's your favorite main dish? Ooh, um, talking Thursday. I Can't wait for Thursday. Uh,
2: Thanksgiving is a big holiday in our family. I'm gonna kind of take a different route here. I'm not. I'm not a main dish guy. I mean, I, I, I smoke turkey, I guess, but I'm all about the Thanksgiving's about the sides.
0: There I mean, is no question. The main dish could take a hike, in my opinion. The side dishes are where it's at, but turkey's fine. It's a good choice. Is it turducken? Is that a it's, is that Thanksgiving or Christmas?
1: It's it's Thanksgiving. Anything okay. with turkey is going to be Thanksgiving related and is appropriate for Thanksgiving. My
0: kids have turkey every day for lunch, but they don't give thanks to me very often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite side dish? Oh,
2: I got a uh, shout out the wife, Melissa Duffield. Uh, every year, she makes a. Uh, mac and cheese on the big green egg a smoked mac and cheese Whoa. with with uh it, it it's a lot of work that goes into that mac and cheese
0: and it's pretty special so i'd have
2: to say that's
1: my that sounds side. fancy what what time does that get going over there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might have it going around four do we have
0: do we have ready. multiple types of cheese in oh, this? oh
1: multiple
2: cheeses multiple shells need bacon and, uh no bacon okay that's okay uh, that's okay, I'm, that's okay. I'm, I'm you don't need I bacon. Have to
0: talk to the chef on that one what's your what's your side dish morris
1: my side dish is the stuffing. I prefer God, the stuffing. oyster stuffing. Oh, that's great. All the things. All I even like the celery bits in that thing.
0: you got to have hard-boiled egg in the stuffing, though.
1: Always do. Extra. I like to go extra hard-boiled egg. I even think you can throw a little hard-boiled egg in the gravy that you, that you put totally. on top.
0: Totally. Uh, I'm a broccoli cheese rice casserole guy. That's also fantastic. Oh, dang it. Did it again. <laughs> all right. Favorite dessert? Uh, I
2: mean, got to go pumpkin pie. i got to give another shout-out to uh, one of my aunts who makes some tremendous pie and, and got to have some homemade whipped cream uh,
1: to, to really round that out.
0: Homemade whipped I'm cream is, is, a, is a key for sure. I've never been a pumpkin pie
1: guy, though. You know Once what my mom Once started a baking was a, pie, a pecan pie with chocolate in it? Not a mm-hmm.
0: pecan pie guy either.
1: Okay, so, Scott, you can probably just stick with the stuffing then. Sounds no, but like <laughs> in a nap.
0: <laughs> Apple pie is where it's at. But that's also more of a Fourth of July. That seems Fourth of July to me. I know. I do that for. I make a fantastic apple pie.
1: You now owe fourteen (laughs) dollars to the the Fantastic Jar. Damn
0: you, Fantastic Jar! Uh, What else? Oh, um, uh, buttermilk pie. That's one I'll I'll go with uh, as a dessert as well. It's always a good one. First feeding or second feeding. Oh,
2: you know, the second feeding, I think yes. it's, it's got to be where it's at. I mean, the, the first one you hit everything, you kind of get a feel for what, what's really good. And then when you make that second trip back to the line and and now you know exactly what you want. And, um, you know, I usually may get a little bit more mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, I'm a big stuffing guy as well. Um And as I said before, the sides, to me, is uh, that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving.
1: You you know what I love about what you just said, how poetic it was, Coach Joe, is it just goes to show you that you're a coach of second-half adjustments. (laughs) We saw what was working. We saw what was working there in the first half. We decided we're going to dish it down in the low post a little bit more than we intended to. I love that. That was beautiful.
0: you You know, the second feeding is the best, but you know why, Brendan
1: uh because no i don't know why
0: because you can make a sandwich out of everything oh <laughs> okay. okay okay you get the the, the rolls yeah little cranberry a little stuffing little turkey
1: huh. <laughs> <sighs> where does uh, where does the peloton get in on this there's no
0: peloton <laughs> sir all right we don't need that at all we've got football and food we don't need a peloton all right last Thanksgiving's
1: one giving's great What's your favorite memory, Coach Joe, of of all the Thanksgivings that you've had, which you've only had, what, 29? You're pretty young guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this will be uh, 42 for me. But um, it's a big holiday in my family. My my mom had nine brothers and sisters, and uh, we always had Thanksgiving at at her uh, parents' – my grandparents' house. Uh, I think I have – I lost count, 24 – 25 first cousins on that side so when we get together and especially now that we're older and we have kids i think there's about 60 or 70 people that'll be at at thanksgiving wow Um, so shout out to the the leach family lots of uh lots of coming together multiple cooks multiple turkeys um but it really is a great holiday it was the one holiday that my grandmother used to say hey everyone is going to be here
1: and uh, and we still do it today. So
2: uh, looking forward to getting getting together with that family this Thursday.
1: Now, is your family Thanksgiving bigger than the entire town of Prosper? <laughs>
0: Dude, Prosper is huge. Oh, it is. Yes, yeah, you should see this freaking high school. This Rock too, yeah. Hill High School is like the most amazing place I've ever seen. It's too far. The, the, it, the gym and facility <laughs> there, where we played, Saturday they have a su- it's really like nice. a sunken gym. It looks like SMU's home court. It's incredible. Yeah, very nice. Alright, that was Full Court Press with Coach Joe All about Thanksgiving So let's preview the next couple of weeks Like I said, we're not going to have another podcast Until the beginning of, of December Until so we've got a few games to go through here Until you for,
1: finish all your leftovers
0: <laughs> It'll take me that long And I will keep them that long, don't worry My wife tries to throw stuff away And I'm like, absolutely not You're not throwing that away I'm still eating on it uh, Friday and Saturday of this week So shake off that turkey coma, folks. Uh, Go and watch some up-and-comers play hoops because we've got the freshman Friday and Saturday in the South Oak Cliff Tournament and the JV in the Dallas Carter Tournament. So we've got a little DISD basketball action going on. Next Friday and Saturday, uh, the freshman and JV both play in the Crandall Tournament, which is down 175, close to the hometown of some other podcast host that we won't mention because he didn't mention us. Uh, <laughs> he likes casseroles. Is that, is, I that know really, that. is that really spiteful of me? Yes. All right. Varsity.
1: What do you, what do you think about Tuesday, November 22nd, Prosper <laughs> all over again?
0: This is not Prosper Rock Hill this time. This is some other Prosper. Oh,
1: this is Prosper High School, I believe.
2: Yes, Prosper High School. Uh, if you want to make the, the trip up north again to southern Oklahoma, we'll be there. Cool. Uh, Tuesday, the game is in the afternoon. I think the varsity game is at 2.30. Uh you know, we do play Prosper. We had a little home-and-home, home, so we, we played them at our place last year, and now we're going to go, um, you know, play up there. They have another great gym and great facility and, and good team. Uh, they have a really good big man named uh, Jackson Ford, uh, who's really good on the boards, really physical, and, and uh, they're well-coached, always well-coached. Um, and so that will be a, a good challenge for us
0: before Thanksgiving. Here's what I'll say, fans. Tuesday before Thanksgiving – that is a great time to practice some chants. There will be very limited people in the gym. You will be heard. And so let's really work on those. Let's get up to Prosper and let's work on some of these chants.
1: I don't think that's half bad, uh, except for you know how they're going to get there. They're going to drive. I don't think even if you have a license, you're allowed to drive that far for that long. (laughs) (laughs) This
0: is not Europe. You don't need papers.
1: Oh, I don't know. It looks like it's trying to become Europe. On Saturday, (laughs) November 26th, we've got the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest at Duncanville,
0: so more games at Duncanville this year than at Lake Highlands. Uh,
1: they have a uh, superstar uh, named Cardinal Hayes. No,
0: no, no, no. Cardinal Hayes is the team. I
1: mean, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> the team Cardinal Hayes. I think it should be somebody's name. Personally, it is a yeah, great name. Like a name. Um, and they're out of the Bronx, uh, straight out of New oh. York. And that is where Jamal Mashburn used to play his uh, high school basketball. Former Dallas Mavericks, great. That's right. And uh, it says here in the notes George Carlin, the uh, late comedian,
0: oh, uh, well, also. George Carlin,
1: Cardinal great, Rays. great comedian. It doesn't look like he ate a lot of Thanksgiving, but uh, that's. that's he's, he's no longer with us. That's right. He's not. Um, so, do you have any, um, anything to give on a scouting report? in regards to Cardinal Hayes
2: yeah it's going to be a great game they're a nationally ranked team uh probably the best team in New York in New York City um Ian Jackson I've uh, just seen a lot on him um you know big athletic wing uh good defender slasher uh they'll present some challenges I know they have you know three or four other really good players as well um and, and we're excited for that matchup. Uh, I believe the game's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Ooh, nice. Um, that'll be Saturday at, at 5 o'clock after Thanksgiving.
0: So, fans, <laughs> now that you've worked on your chance at Prosper, you can get down to Dunkin'ville and get on TV.
1: Doesn't everybody want to be on TV? Yes. Yeah.
0: My kid last night was waving to just to get on the Jumbotron, and there was a camera right behind us. It was like a fixed camera. Uh, Ian Jackson for Cardinal Hayes, by the way. Uh, number 2 rated junior in the country behind our own Trey Johnson. So this is the number 1 and the number 2 rated juniors in the
1: country going to head to head. Fantastic. I found something to do on Saturday. I'm going to
0: over fantastic this episode just because I feel like it now.
1: So you're telling me that you want the fans to work on their chance but you won't work on <laughs> on your vocabulary vaults.
0: Well, look man, I've got a podcast.
1: I'm here to give tips, not take them. All right, let's let's move our attention to post Thanksgiving and the Tuesday game against uh, Mesquite Horn that's going to be back at home, so that the student section can really uh, get it going and on their new back at uh, home, chance. back
0: at school. Here we go.
1: Yep, seven o'clock Tuesday night. What do you what do you have on Mesquite Horn for us, Coach? Yeah, we've, we've played them uh, every
2: year since I've been back, and uh, they're always an athletic, well-coached, good defensive team. I think they have a good group again this year, um, so that'll be another really fun game at home uh, as we return from Thanksgiving break.
0: Friday and Saturday, December 2nd and 3rd, so the weekend after Thanksgiving, the Red River Hoop Fest in Texarkana. Who are the Wildcats going to play in that particular tournament?
2: Uh, we're going to play Parkview High School uh who is one of the best teams in Arkansas. Uh they're coached by Scotty Thurman. Oh, you know, really? the great who, Scotty uh, Thurman. razorback.
0: Um, national champion. That's Absolutely. Right.
2: That's right. So um I think they have a, a really good player named uh Dallas Thomas, I believe, 6-8 kind of wing player. Um so again, yeah, we I mean, we we're going to play some big time national games this season and um You know, going back to the Hoop Fest, the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, if you're a basketball fan or you've got kids that, you know, enjoy basketball and if you've never been to the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, I mean, if you take some of the best players in the NBA and in the NBA draft over the last five or ten years, just about everyone has has come here to play in Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. And obviously we're going to play this great team from New York City, but there's teams coming from Florida. There's teams coming from California um, you know, if you go to the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, you're going to see some in- incredible players and performances. Um, the guy that puts it on, Glenn Smith, has done a really good job with it. He also is, is the one uh, doing the Red River Hoop Fest. But um, what I love about these events is you get to put DFW and you get to put Texas basketball up against the best teams in the nation. And what's really fun for me as a guy that that loves – our basketball here in DFW is, you know, we, we bring it. People want to come here to play our teams because we have some of the best teams in the nation and players in the nation, and and uh, they know if they come here, they're gonna they're gonna get a good game.
1: So we're talking about three home games in two months, Coach. Does that just give you fatigue a little bit of going on the road? Or are you just sort of like that's that's the uh, the nature of the business, and that's just kind of the punches you got to roll with? Well.
2: I think the way that I would look at it, I mean, you know, we're trying to win a state championship. That's the goal. Uh, we, we want to be the best team in the state of Texas and to really prepare ourselves for the big games in February, the big games in March, you know, we need to seek out and, and go play the best possible competition we can find. And, you know, in in order to do that, we've got to play in, in, in a lot of these showcases and events and, Um, so that's just kind of part of the nature of the beast. Um, you know, we will have, I think a total of 10 or 11 home games when we get into district play, we'll, we'll be back at home uh, a little bit more regularly and and we love playing at home. We, we, we have the best crowd uh, around and, uh, we're we're very thankful for them, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a grind, a lot of travel here in, in November and December, but we're hoping that it really prepares us if, if we travel and go to the regional tournament or if we travel and Go to the state tournament
0: these experiences will will help us a lot i think like now that sounds like a beating but when i was in high school that that was fun like when you're a high school kid and you're going to travel to play sports like that's a fantastic time you see i'm just going to lean into it you <laughs> spend a lot of time a lot of time with your with your friends right and your coach and your teammates and uh it's a great time to get on the road as a high school
1: kid well, I think everybody's going to be richer for it, and like you said, it's going to be a way to help the team build uh, on themselves going into some hostile, probably environments. I'm assuming some of these crowds aren't going to be so nice, and um, you know, probably going to give you a little bit of the business coach. You like it when they do that, or is it just? I mean, it's got to float your ego a little bit. You're, <laughs> hey, they only, they're only, they're only getting after you because they, because they respect you.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, the. Uh the games where you have that type of atmosphere when 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 the fans or student sections or whoever kind of razzing each other and and getting after each other i I love those environments and games and, and being in a packed sold out gym uh you know that's what's most fun about high school basketball to me so um you know i embrace it focus on the game focus on our team and Um, you know a lot of times that energy you know can bring out the best in kids
0: they were having a little go at number 20 for Duncanville last night a little white kid on their team who is committed to Texas I hear yeah he's
2: going to be a preferred walk-on at Texas Um, and you know say what you will about the Duncanville program but I I will say this you know I, I have a lot of respect for those kids they were they were very respectful after the game and you know, we're we're kind of encouraging our kids, you know, they, they kind of know that they're not going to be able to be in postseason play, and, um, you know, several of them came up, some of our kids, and said, hey, man, we want you guys to win it all, and, um, you know, I think that shows a lot of class, and I think a lot of people can can throw dirt and say things about them, but, you know, they're still kids, and, um, yeah, the kid you're referring to, Jackson Prince, he's also the valedictorian over there, wow. um, you know, so uh, it's easy to kind of hate on people and do that kind of stuff but um you got to remember these are kids and and they're 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 uh in in all my interactions they're they're really good kids so
0: well these boys can give it as good as they can take it and it's fantastic it's great basketball we love seeing it uh we love talking about it on the lake hooplands podcast brendan you got anything else
1: uh just looking forward to sizing up um a Marable Home for myself As well for as yourself. some custom cabinetry you're, ne- you're
0: literally never going to be The Marable Homes
1: player of the week Well I know that's why I have to go out and get it myself oh. <laughs> this, is, this is just shopping Okay, No no I'm probably not going to earn many uh, Many awards the rest of my days I just believe that this, this product From our sponsors is top notch And I think people should be thinking about that As they fit 60 people Into their house for uh, Thanksgiving
0: <laughs> Well You're number one in my heart uh, but this has been the Lake Hoopland's podcast hosted by Linesight 2020 and our uh, presenting sponsor, of course, Tritex Cabinets. Tritex Cabinets will uh, install remodels, new homes, basically anything having to do with cab- you got a workshop. They'll put some cabinets in there for you. Again, the only thing I ever uh, yeah, I'm going to do some research on this. Because I need to know something other than a shaker style cabinet. <laughs> I feel like I just keep promoting the shaker style cabinet, and there are plenty. There's like hundreds of styles of cabinets out there, and you know who knows all about them is TriTex cabinets. So give Trey Chapman a call uh, at TriTex and get yourself some fantastic cabinets. With and that
1: said, I hope uh, Coach Joe, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. We will see you at the games. Same, same to you guys. Thank, thank you, you, Brendan.
0: Thank you, Coach Joe. And we will. Talk to you soon.